and welcome to the Turtle Tracks Podcast. This is your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Sophie Campbell, somebody who I've wanted to talk to on this podcast literally for years. So, Sophie, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited. No yeah, doubt. thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So those who don't know, and if you don't, seriously, shame on you. Sophie is the ongoing writer and uh, sometimes artist of the IDW series, starting with issue number 101. Um, since uh, Tom Waltz uh, stepped back a bit from the main writing duties. Um, I want to get into all that stuff later, but I guess before we get into any of that stuff, I wanted to ask you about, like, you. your first Turtle credit comes in 2006, correct? Yeah, because I did, I did a few uh, pinups and covers for Mirage before. Yeah, how did you get involved? Like, it must have been a totally different animal back then. How did you get involved with Mirage? I cold emailed Steve Murphy. I I can't even remember how I got his email. Somehow I had his email. That's insane because I've tried to reach Steve Murphy a thousand times and nobody cold. knows. He's like witness protection. Yeah, this was this was back before he vanished. Got it. Okay, back okay. before he was like, you know, because he was doing like most, you know, like most of the licensing stuff back then. Okay. Mid 2000s. And I cold emailed him. I didn't really think much of it. You know, I was just like, oh, was like, you know, who's he's probably he probably gets a million emails a day. Sure. And like I don't even reply to cold emails most of the time. Um and you know, I sent him, I sent, you know, I sent him some of my fan art and stuff that I had done over the years, and he got back to me, and that was it. Oh, that's super cool. That's great. That's very cool. So, I mean, I guess before even that, though, did you grow up with Turtles? Like, what was your exposure to Turtles pre-06? Um, when I was a kid, I was mostly into the toys. I was not huge into the cartoon. Okay. Um, and shortly after I discovered the toys, a friend of mine had the Palladium Games uh, RPG book. Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness. Okay. From 1985. And Did you read through that? What's that? I own one of those books. And maybe I'm I think I'm just too dumb for RPGs. <laughs> I cannot it, it's the art's cool. I cannot make it. Yeah. The, like all the art in that old book was Kevin and Peter doing Way all cool. Stuff. Art's great. No idea what the book says. And that that was that was the main thing. That really got me into turtles. Really? Because like I saw that I saw that cover, you know, and they had all red masks and like white eyes and stuff. And I was just like, what? Like, what are these turtles? Like, what's up, what's going on here? And sure. that led me to, you know, find finding the Mirage comics and stuff at the comic store. And that I pretty much shunned the cartoon and and like even the movie when i was like 10 years old i was just like well you know like the comics don't have the pizza and stuff so that's for babies you know even I though that. i was a baby well yeah, you said you the toys. did you have a favorite toy or two from the line that you really were into when you were young um i really liked the slash figure slash figure's great that's a great toy i agree yeah. way cooler then, I mean, uh, Archie's incarnation of Slash was very good. But, like, in the cartoon and stuff, he sucked. He was terrible. Yeah, like, you right. know, I remember, you know, like, you know, like I said, I didn't really watch the cartoon that much. Right. And I remember hearing 
you know, from like kids on the bus or something that Slash was going to show up in the cartoon. Awful. Terrible depiction. And I was just like, oh, I better watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he's got like the metal metal headband or something I'm like oh he's like not scary in the and his goofy voice like i never yeah. like what what chris allen and 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 steve murphy and and ken mitroni were doing with slash was cool but and that toy was cool but man that 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 cartoon and i love that cartoon but slash is a <laughs> the show. Uh, you know i like the toy because he was you know he was like kind of scary he's way cool yeah he's he great nice like spikes on him he's got these like disgusting teeth he's got like that one yellow eye like he's just blind or, I, I cannot i don't know is it an eye patch what is it i, I don't, don't know what it is but it's matter. awesome <laughs> i love it and looks like his black mask like that's awesome yeah and then, and then IDW came out with a super like idw slash i mean is easily the best now i think too like once once they that whole story i think the fact that he died kind of helped his story too yeah cool i've been stuff. i've been thinking about bringing him back oh really okay yeah but i don't know if it's gonna happen or if it's cheap i don't know we'll see get a good death i mean i'm not gonna tell you what to do but he he had a nice arc it's nice to see mikey flash back to him on occasion like it was you know were you when he died well no i wasn't okay i mean i had done like you know some like like mini series and side series and stuff right no okay um but you know, it's just you know, it's one of those. You know, I've been writing this thing for, you know, fifty issues or something. Yeah, and, you know, I got plenty of ideas or whatever. But you know, every so often, I'll get fans who are just like, "Man, I miss Slash." I do miss Slash. I'll admit that. That's for sure. And you know, that kind of gets me thinking, like, yeah, you know, I miss Slash too. Like, what if he comes back? And you know, like then. I'll brainstorm all these like ridiculous ideas how he could come back, and then I'm like, ah, forget it, and, <laughs> and then I never do it. Confirmed here, slash is coming back. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm super curious about, and I, I ask this like I don't know people like I've had Ben Bishop on and a few other people like this, and I, I'm always interested in like how you found your turtles. So like. I know your artwork super well. I mean, it's it's changed a little bit over the past maybe decade as far as your turtles go. Yeah, my stuff's um, always. But like, I know your turtles, and my I guess my question is like, how did you find your style of turtles when there was already two hundred versions when you started out? Oh man, well, that was too abstract a question. But... No, no, it's good. Like. You know, you know, like you know, like I said, the Mirage Turtles are like my favorite, sure. and I love in like the early, like you know, particularly like number one and like you know, maybe up through like number four, where like they're just they're small, and they're like kind of lumpy. Yeah, you know? yeah. I love when they're just like kind of little. I do too. And I don't like it when they're big. That drives me like that. There's that. Yeah. There's that one like really early pinup that Kevin and Peter did like pre pre comic where they just have these like big stump feet. Oh, it's the four of them like kind of like almost like a human pyramid type of shape. Kind of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about when there's still kind of like, top. yeah, mm-hmm. that one's he great. Has yeah. like, he has his like nunchucks like strapped to his arm or whatever. Yep. And I, those, those turtles were like a huge influence for me. I was just like, I love when they're just 
you know, it, it, it makes them seem less kind of like superheroes when they're like less muscular and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that I used to do. And doing the IDW stuff, I kind of tried to, you know, like scale them up a bit, make them more kind of like, sure, like early, like Lawson turtles, you know, when like, oh, you know, sure. they're big, but they're still kind of like squat, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's so uh, funny. I never would have connected that because yours are a little rounder and is cuter. I don't want to sound like remotely insulting, but like. No, they're definitely cuter, but like, okay, like, but like, you're not really cute in that, but like, the I can see some of the proportions to like the calves and things like that have right, that, right? Right. Like, do you like, you know, not not like later Lawson where his stuff is like really angular, yeah, but like the earlier stuff that he was doing, uh, when he was doing a lot of the the palladium art. In, he did like, like coloring, but I had a coloring book he did, and I was like, this is the coolest artwork. Yeah, he's great. Like, he did. He did like mutants down under that Palladium book. He did transdimensional TMNT. Like the turtles in that were like big influence. Where they have just like round, these kind of like like almost like circle heads. Mm. Um, and the specifically the turtles he did in the Leonardo micro issue way back when. Like oh, sure. that, that bottom. Like you know, every page had like a little bottom panel where that that was like happening simultaneously to the top portion where leo was like fighting the foot out in the city and they're at christmas right right they're doing the christmas stuff so much of that ended up in the turtles movie the first one right rap instead of leo but yeah right yeah they you know they switched it around but like that particular those particular turtles that because i think lawson like either drew or at least inked that kind of like like inset story and the turtles, they have these really round heads. They got these little beady black eyes. I love that. You know, you're talking about the Palladium books. I mean, one of them is After the Bomb, which seems to have, right. like, renewed relevance. I mean, in the 2012 series, there's a mutant bomb that goes off. Right. Obviously, in the IDW comics, I'm assuming you've seen the new movie. There's a whole mutant bomb sort of situation going on. I have not seen the new movie yet, actually. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Well, I, just no, I, know, you know, I know all the details. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> But like the the, the it's funny because that book, uh, I feel like that's suddenly popped back up in a lot of ends of different turtle lore, which is interesting. Yeah, because I think because I know that Ciro Neely was like a big Mirage fan. Yeah, and there's stuff where because like you know we didn't have the rights to the Palladium only characters, like we couldn't use them and Wait, there's it's so strange it's, it's all very complicated oh i had tom waltz explain this to me once too where you got a list of names and he couldn't figure out why certain names were missing we yeah, were once and it was like you know, yeah it's, you know palladium is its own entity and they oh, have oh because Palladium. oh because rights are everywhere right that's why ninjara's somewhere i think we but, can use ninjara actually but not the palladium stuff no shit so we can't okay. use those and but what about those teddy bears? Oh, but they the became ter- beavers. The ter- right, so that's what I was just going to say. The terror bears, Ciro kind of turned them into the dream beavers. It's like this. Right. And a lot, like of my, oh, like a lot of the stuff that I've been doing on the ongoing yeah. has, you know, these kind of like oblique homages to those characters that we can't use. Oh, no shit. I didn't realize that. Like, can you like, give some examples? Because I don't, I mean, I don't know that book super well, but. Some yeah, the the weasels are probably the biggest example. Oh, really? 
in the book, there are these three weasels that are goons for a mutant Wolverine named Caesar who has an eye patch, kind of like Hob. What? And I love those weasels. So I'm just like, well, I can't use those. So I'm just going to make up my own weasels. So that's what I, I did. I love those um, characters. Those weasels are super fun. Di- Diamond the Porcupine, she is based directly on old art that Kevin and Peter did for the other Strangeness book. Um, yeah, this is all, you know, this is all sorts of stuff. Like the, there's a band that I put in called After the Bomb, like Sheena's band. It's of course. After, um, you know, st- stuff like that. That's so funny. I never, like, I don't know, like I, like I said, I, that's, I know a little bit of everything, but that's one like blind spot for me. Sorry, there's a mosquito here. There we go. Um, there's one blind spot for me is the Palladium books. Uh, and it's like, that's, yeah, that's so funny. But there is a lot there that I'm I'm just realizing now. Yeah, those are, uh, those are huge for me, like the After the Bomb stuff and all the turtle supplements and stuff. Now, bouncing back to the Mirage days. So you did that one, like, front page thing the, for the Tales. Because the Tales, if, for those who didn't, who weren't familiar with the old Tales books for Volume 2, which was the later series, the first page was always done by, like, a guest artist. And then the rest of the book was done by somebody like Lawson or whoever. Um so you did one of like one front page of that, and then you did a I bunch did two. of two. I'm sorry, I oh, did you did two, two of those front pages. Oh, nice. Okay, and then you did a bunch of stuff for Raphael Bad Moon Rising. Is that I right? Did the covers for Bad Moon Rising, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, how did you end up doing more for them? Just like after the first one, it kind of. Yeah, just you know, we kept kept working together. I kept bugging them, and uh, I actually had a pitch for a Tales issue that I was going to write and draw. What was then, the pitch? Then the Viacom sale happened, so I didn't, you know, I didn't get to do it. It, uh, it took place during the Volume Four time frame where like aliens like live on Earth, and it was going to be about Shadow Jones meeting a like a refugee Triceraton. Oh, is that the one that's now in the book? Um, I'm forgetting the name right now. Doctor Doctor Zura. Yes. Right, so, so she, yeah, that Zura was the character in that old Mirage pitch I had. Oh, that's cool. So I just like reuse the name, you know, as like awesome. a very, very deep cut Easter egg. Uh, so when IDW came and and like was taking over the Turtle Comics, how did you get back in the mix? Um, because at the end of 2010, Dark Horse was trying to get the license. And, oh. you know, uh, I was going to draw that. And, you know, it it fell apart. We never, it, it didn't get very far at all. Like I never did any art for it, contrary to what some people believe, because there was a, a badly researched Newsarama piece that came out one year that was like, here's Dark Horse Turtles concept art. And it was just like crap I'd been posting on my live journal or whatever, like fan art. <laughs> But anyway, so there was no, you know, I try to set the record straight on like, like, you know, almost every Turtles podcast I go on. There was no Dark Horse Turtles art. There was nothing. Like, we never even made it that far. But anyway, so so after that fell through and IDW got the license, like, I was really mad because, you know, they didn't hire me to sure. drop it. Yeah. So I, I made a stink on Twitter. You know, I was just like, that was my Turtles book, something like that. Um, and I think they knew who I was before because of my Mirage stuff. 
Okay. But I think like my stink on Twitter kind of like put me more on the radar. Oh wow! I'm, that's so cool that it worked to your advantage and didn't like. Sometimes it sometimes it pays to make a stink on Twitter. I have to say. Not anymore, but <laughs> <I did that. laughs> a little. The times are a little different. That's yeah, for sure. like, you know, 13 years ago. And so you came into the mix doing just some covers for IDW. It took you like a little while to get into the regular rotation. Is that fair to say? Um, I did. I did the Leonardo micro issue, like in, like okay, that, that first year. Yeah, so I was in there pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, God, what else did I do? I don't remember. Well, during that time, you developed uh, like like pepperonis all you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah pepperoni was all that was yeah yeah that was turtles in time. I don't what that was after Northampton though, right? Oh, I don't know. I think so. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's all in there. But it's not the Leo issue. The Leo issue happened in in twenty, like I was working on that at the very beginning of twenty twelve. Okay. Then, Northampton was like 2013, 2014. And I'm pretty sure. You know, I'm just gonna look it up right now. Yeah, sure. I really don't. I really don't know. It's all a blur. Maybe it was before. No. And it's one of those side series too, so it's not like you look up the, just the number. It's got to be like turtles in time. Here we go. Yeah, IDW series. Oh wow! The first of the four issues was, was released on June twenty fifth, twenty fourteen. Wait, so when? Maybe Northampton was twenty thirteen. Huh. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, IW Timothy issue 29. When did that come out? Oh, the IDW site does not have a release date for it. Helpful. Okay. I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'm just going to check my trusty pirate site that I, I go to for, for ease, for ease of access. Oh, wow. Northampton was, was 2013. So that was the following year after the, the micro issue. Okay. So you did Leo and then some stuff. In, you did some stuff in Northampton too. I remember some coverage. Yeah, I did the, yeah, I did the Northampton arc. That okay. was four issues. I distinctly remember a lot of those covers. They were really good. Like the, the one, like some of the fall stuff was really pretty. Thank you. Yeah, I remember so, those like really distinctly. Those covers just stick in my head. So then after that, yeah, then was Turtles in Time, twenty fourteen. Yeah, so I was just kind of doing small stuff here and there, and then you know I did like that Leonardo Macro issue that was like twenty seventeen or eighteen sure, or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was it. Now, how did you uh so speaking of uh uh like okay so pepperoni for example where, where did pepperoni come from i know that i know that that's that's your well, so you know part of what happened with that was um like after like after northampton and all that stuff like it was you know it was a th things were much different on the series in the beginning it was like you know, it was like nobody was really sure like what it was supposed to be or what or what it was going to be. 
and like what the tone was, you know, we were like figuring out like a lot of that stuff on the fly. And so there were, there was just a lot of notes from like the powers that be. Mm. And, you know, like, yeah, like we just didn't really have our footing, I think is the best way to describe it. And so after Northampton, I was just like, ah, I can't, this is too stressful. I can't deal with this anymore. And, you know, they had offered me the regular artist position and I turned it down after Northampton. No shit. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I'm too much of a fan. I can't deal with it. You know, like I want to control everything, but I can't. Okay. And yeah, so I didn't do it. And then Turtles in Time rolled around and editor Bobby Kernow was just like, you know, I know you really like dinosaurs and da da da. I was just like, oh, I do. That would be really fun. It's only one issue. So I had kind of like a few demands, like if I was going to do it. Oh, wow. One of, and one of them was that Raph or whoever really has an adorable pet dinosaur. And so that was one of the demands. And, you know, we had the writer put it in, you know, put it in. And I can't remember what the the writer had like a totally different idea about it. Okay. And I was just like, no, 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 no. It's going to be a protoceratops because those never get big. They're always small and cute. And oh. her name is going to be, you know, her name is going to be pepperoni, not whatever you came up with. And that's, that's what happened. You know, I, I put my foot down and got pepperoni in there. Oh, the proto, that's so smart. Like, I, I mean, I love dinosaurs too, but I did not realize protoceratops stay. Yeah, I mean, they're smaller than triceratops, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they're like little, little cute triceratopses. Yeah. So because, you know, I, I, with all the toys behind me, I don't have, I don't do customs. I don't have that skill set, but because I love pepperoni so much, I did go through the trouble of like repainting one of my old Jurassic Park toys. Uh, I love that. Yeah. And again, I do not, I have a custom Jenica that it kind of sucks and then no other customs. I don't do that. It's not my skill set. I'm a writer. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually have a little custom pepperoni that a fan made for me like years ago, but it's not. Oh, down in the basement, so I can't show you. But yeah, that's awesome. Mine's a repainted uh, Jurassic Park, like the, the toys painted like these it. little buddies, and, and it's a triceratops, so it's actually kind of wrong. But okay. it's close. Yeah, I love it. It's great. And also, um, anchovy came from you, but I can't right. remember what anchovy came about. Yeah, anchovy was when we did uh, Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything. I love that series. That Justin, series, yeah, it's so good. It's so great with Dustin Weaver and Ben Bates and you know they they brought me back for that and I was just like well like obviously there needs to be like a new a new cute dinosaur always demand is dinosaur sidekicks I know it's so stupid so <laughs> I was just like okay well you know there should be a new adorable dinosaur it should be a velociraptor because those always stay small it's not like in Jurassic Park it's yep. different and he'll always be tiny and it should be named after another pizza topping. So anchovy. Wait, where is anchovy now? So, well, Ben and Dustin, you know, my, to to my chagrin, a little bit. They made him smart. Had, what's that? They made him smart. Well, they they had anchovy go off with with Bebop and Rocksteady. Right. But originally, I wanted anchovy 
to be like one to be like there with the turtles for the rest of the series, like pepperoni is. Oh, okay. like, oh, you made anchovy evil. All right, fine. You know, that kind of thing. It's it's fine. But yeah, then they made him smart because he ate he like ate Rocksteady's ear or something like that, which made us like <laughs> that moment of just Rocksteady cutting his ear off. It was something like that. I can't oh, yeah. And, and so they made him smart. Which I do like, you know, I do enjoy that. And I got to draw the big mutant anchovy in uh, issues 113 to 117. So, yeah, know, I remember him coming back. That's fun. I got to bring him back. Yeah. But where is he now? I'm forgetting. He's I think up- he's just with, he's just with Bebop and Rocksteady. Just hanging okay, out. Okay, cool. I know Bebop and Rocksteady popped up back in the Armageddon game, but I'm realizing just now that there wasn't a smart dinosaur accompanying them. But I'm sure we'll see. That's, from- you'll have to blame Tom for that. He was supposed to be with them. Gotcha. Um. So okay. So you've been on the. How did it lead to you taking over with one hundred and one? How did that all start? I'm so curious. Um. Well, you know, Tom was going to leave, and um, excuse me. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Kerno, uh, gotten you. Know, he reached out and, you know, offered me the job and like originally it, it was supposed to be just 12 issues it was going to be kind of like a rotating thing where like one person was going to write and draw 12 issues and then they would leave and another you know like writer artist would come in and do 12 issues and, and so on and at first that was another one that i turned down i was just like it's too much pressure i can't deal with it oh wow and but then like you know i thought about it for a couple of days i was just like i should really do that so, yeah. you know, so I wrote him back. And I was like, Bobby, can I still do it? He's like, yep, it's all yours. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, you know, I set aside some other stuff I was working on to work on Turtles. Um, and then here, here I am almost 50 issues later. I'm still here. Did you, like, how did you, did, like, was there a process of, of Waltz handing over the reins or coordination with you about where to go from there? Or? Not not really there wasn't a lot it was basically like you know we sat down and it was kind of like okay like what are the kind of big threads or whatever you know from the end of that like obviously like tom introduced jenica as a a mutant turtle like right before he left just like a few issues before he left and then he did he did the mutagen bomb right and he killed off Splinter, which was obviously like huge. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I was like, okay, so these are the things that I have to deal with. You know, these like to kind of continue. Like obviously there's gonna be it's gonna be a little jarring just because it's a new writer. It always feels weird when you, you know, especially after a writer who wrote a hundred issues. Um but yeah, like I was pretty I was pretty free to just, you know pick up the baton and, and run with it, I guess. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't, there weren't re- like really any, you know, like mandates or anything like that. Was Mutant Town, like, was that what he foresaw happening with the bomb or no? Just a bunch of people were turning into mutants. I'm not sure what Tom like, had actually envisioned for that, but okay. that was that was all me. Like originally I wanted it to be all of Manhattan was mutated. Oh, wow. It was going to get walled off like Escape from New York. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, they were just like, ah, maybe that's a little too much, you know. So we just changed it to like one borough or whatever. Um, but yeah, like all the, all the mutant town stuff was was me. Um, say like mutant town is, and for those I don't know if people haven't kept up or whatever, but like the mutant town stories have been fantastic. Like, like n- not just really good writing and good character development, and but it's also so different than everything else turtles before it like a lot of what we've seen of turtles and this isn't to put down anybody i, I think like zero and tom all had these great guys had these really great ideas that both pulled from what was and made it better and expanded it and did all their original cool shit but mutant town to me like i i didn't see anything like that prior to that in turtles lore and i keep up with a lot of it um and it's just so fucking good like your stories have been fantastic so seriously I, I have so much praise for like what you've done with the mutant town stories because it's so different than anything you've seen over the past 35 years. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And that was that was part of it because I was like, you know, like when I think of when I think of turtles or whatever, like my instincts always go to, you know, kind of mirage stuff where everything like even when in in mirage like even when there's like crazy stuff happening it's like it's all very it it has this really like grounded feeling to it hmm. where you know the turtles they don't they're not like these world saving kind of heroes yeah in those old comics which i like and so i'm like well you know i can't i, I can't just have the turtles like running around in alleys beating people up because we've you know, IDW has already done that. I can't go back to basics because we've seen that before. Um, so that's kind of why, you know, I expanded, you know, the mutagen bomb. Like, well, what if it's not just like this one room full of people? Like, what if it like is like contagious and it like spreads to all these other people? And then, you know, I could do something similar to what Peter did in volume four where when the aliens land and like integrate into society the turtles can finally leave the sewers and like you know walk around in broad daylight people just think they're aliens or whatever sure and so i was like yeah well, i could do the like, only thing that's even close is that because i kept that, up a volume, oh. I kept up a volume four too and i guess that's but that's yeah because that was that yeah. was like my main touchstone for that idea Interesting. Where I was like you know we we've never we haven't like we've gone 100 issues and we've never seen the tur- you know, like the IDW turtles like just be out and about and like having like lives and stuff. Yeah. And so that was like kind of like my main, you know, kind of spark for that idea. And it's like, well, what if they're like not only having their own lives or whatever, they're meeting new people. Like what if they have like a this community that starts growing from them basically? You know, like what roles would they have in that? community and so forth i didn't a a friend of mine pointed this out who was a fan of the podcast was like oh mikey's pod i I don't think it's named after this one but mikey's (laughs) podcast is the same name as my podcast yeah yeah. so somebody said that on twitter yeah it was it was actually named after the letters column in the in the in the mirage issues mine was named after the first episode of the old cartoon yeah so he suggested to me so i was like i don't think it's all kind of it's all kind of connected and it's it's 
you know, alliterations. It's not like that original fucking title. Right. But, like, <laughs> but somebody mentioned that to me. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So, you know, we can say it's, you know, he, he's got a podcast called Turtle Tracks. You have a podcast called Turtle Tracks. So, you know, it all fits yeah. together. I also really liked uh, writing Hob kind of like detonate, like, you know, he and Man Ray, they detonate this mutagen bomb, right? And they just clearly have like no real plan for like what then, <laughs> you know? So I just, you know, I really enjoyed that. Like, I wish I could have spent more time with Hob or done like some kind of companion series about Hob. Like, you know, like there's a couple like really brief scenes that in like where like I would have him in, you know, he's like sitting at a desk and with like paperwork in front of him and stuff. And he's just like, you know, he's just like dejected, you know, like he clearly like did not foresee himself in this kind of like administration position. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, like we have a ton of mutants now and like people realize we exist, but like, like I'm not their leader. Like I can't be their leader. Cause I suck. Like he, he just doesn't have the chops to like, do like infrastructure and stuff he's, just, like that. he's just a like he's a really great terrorist but not a good right. man. yeah exactly <laughs> and, you know, so i really enjoyed that aspect of it where it's like i i can't remember what it, what issue it is but the turtles like they finally get into like the mutanimals compound right like they've stormed it with all these other people and they find like you know part of there's like a subplot where like you know, like supplies were low, like inside the wall of Mutantown. Yeah. And they find like crates and crates of supplies. And they're just like, like Hob just had all this stuff. Like he just didn't know how to distribute it. <laughs> you know, like you can't just throw it out to people. It just doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah, sure. And so it's just like gathering dust in like his stupid warehouse. And I think I had him like, he hob like left a note that was just like take it it's yours or something on it and i just i don't know i really liked i surprised myself by how much i liked writing the, the hob stuff hob is and, such a great character maybe yeah, he's, he's the he's like, such a like interesting and like tied into the, the lore so early on like just such a great great character i love that yeah, character so much. yeah he's great yeah i love him like and now they, I love what he's doing with the island like and now he's like like, like maybe there's more like like there's a little bit of Magneto in him a little bit. Yeah. Like he's such a, absolutely. He's, yeah. yeah. He's he's great. I would totally, if they asked me to do like a Hob series, like I would totally do a Hob series. Oh yeah. I'd be down for that. That'd there's be like, uh, this is kind of unrelated. This is a tangent, I guess, but there's one thing that I've been wanting to do with Hob and it just never fit. Like you know, I have all these ideas that there's just not enough time for it. You know, I just can't do everything. And, you know, some things have to get scrapped or they only make it in in this kind of reduced capacity. But one thing I really wanted to do with Hob, I still want to do it, is I want him to somehow meet the little boy from his micro issue. The little boy Maybe. that was Sorry. Hob's owner when he was a regular cat. Oh. Because that is like the core to, to everything that Hob is. Huh. Where like all Hob like you know really wants is to just you know have somebody love him and have this kind of d domestic life, right? Like yeah. when he was a cat, 
playing with that little boy years and years prior, it's like, you know, life was great. And then the little boys, like parents, like, were like, ah, oh, you can't have a cat. And they, you know, kicked him out onto the street or whatever. He was like abandoned. And like, I would love either, like I had various ideas where I, like I would have Hob like, you know, cause now he's all like, oh, humans suck, uh, you know. But then he, he runs into this kid who was like a few years older by this point. And Hob, like he just feels it all like rushing back. He's like, but this one human was like really kind to me. And like, if one human can be kind, does that mean that there are like other nice ones out there and you know, he can't handle it or whatever? And then I had another idea where he would discover that the little boy was accidentally mutated in the mutagen bomb. And oh, was, wow. Okay. And he would like, you know, discover and he would realize like, 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 oh my God, like I didn't mean for that to happen. Sure. And he, you know, he would start grappling with like what it means to like force mutation on somebody because that's what well, happened to him. Grappling with it a little bit now, which is interesting, is like right. yeah, like you know, but, I tried to yeah, I tried to like insert some of that stuff where I could, but you know, I really wanted to have that little boy like show up again, but it just it just didn't. There just wasn't room for it. Like him as a, I think one re, like a. a was it reluctant messiah or something was like the little intro they gave for him. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's a good way to categorize his character. He's so like, he's super compelling. I, I love that. He's great. And, like, even when he was with the mutanimals, like, I mean, he did shitty things, but he can tell you actually cared about these people. And like, yeah, like he's agendas a, were different, but yeah, he's kind he's very complicated. Like he's clearly a bad dude, but it doesn't bad dudes have feelings too. The, um, I, I know you haven't seen the new movie yet, but like the, the, um, the Superfly character, the Ice Cube's fly character, is a lot more like Hob than any other character. Like, I don't know if it was direct or not, but there is. De- uh, maybe you'll disagree if you see it. But like, if you if you decide to see it, like, there's some parallels between like this character's not all bad. He obviously cares about mutants. He cares about his family. So like, I I just love what like and the fact that the mutanimals like, and I love the mutanimals from the uh, the the Archie books. But like, the mutanimals are kind of like this renegade weird terrorist group thing like i don't know the stories around hob have been fantastic yeah he's great i love him um you know i'm curious so you brought some characters out of the woodwork too with mutant town like like mona lisa what how did she what made you (laughs) want to bring her in um i had actually never seen that full episode with her in it the, the old cartoon okay but you know she's she's everywhere in like the fandom space you know so it's like well, impossible like three to, female characters so right <laughs> she was impossible to avoid yeah and you know well so i just knew of her like mostly that way sure you know and so when i took over i was just like wow there's all these new mutants like and i can bring in all sorts of you know characters from the the show and the 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 toys and stuff that we haven't used yet. And like Mona Lisa was just like, you know, obviously like I had to bring her and everybody, you know, you know all these fans love her. Yeah. Gotta bring her. Yeah, so things like Monty Monty's in there now, which I love like, Oh yeah. Monty Moose. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, whenever there's like a, a spot for a character like that, like obviously there's a lot of new ones, but there's also like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to, 
perused, you know, these lists of characters for character, you know, for old, you know, obscure like action figures that we haven't used yet and stuff like that. Um. So we were you around when they were developing Jenica? Yeah, I did the initial like concept art for her. Right. Okay. So I thought I, I, I um my curiosity is like like if you have any memories from when she was being developed and like because I'm curious too how that relates to bringing Venus later. Like, oh, uh, so that's yeah. Venus is all Venus is very complicated. Um, yeah. Well, Jenica, that you know, she was all she was all Tom, and he reached out to me. It was like, hey, I'm trying to to introduce a, a female turtle. Like, do you want to do? you know, like some sketches that I can like show Nickelodeon. Oh, cool. From to like pitch it to them. And so that was, that was my old, you know, that was the initial concept art that I did for her. No, yeah. but like, did you, so I'm curious. Okay. So designing her, what were you interested in doing? Like the, the previous, only previous turtle female was Venus. And obviously she's not like Venus. Like, I'm curious about like what went into designing Jenica. Like what, how did you pick the outfit, her body shape? Like, how did you figure out what Jenica was going to be? Um, I don't know. She was, she was pretty straightforward. I had done, um, at the time I had um, been working on a Ninja Turtles fan comic called secrets of the ooze. And I was posting on like DeviantArt. Okay. And, there was a, a female turtle who whose color was yellow named Artemisia that I had oh, created okay. that. And so in, in like, you know, it's also like what colors are left, you know, yellow's like <laughs> limited uh, options at this point. Not not many choices. But you know, so I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna kind of you know, they're completely different characters, just sure. like personality wise and their weapons are different and stuff. But like um, you know, with Jenica, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna give her like ninja pants. You know, which have now spread to the other turtles, which I love. They're all wearing pants now, yeah. Love, love ninja pants. Yeah, some some people don't like them, but it's like, well, they're in they're in like a community now. Like nobody would go to their dojo. Not, if turtles, like come the on. Parents were just like, oh, your instructors are naked. It's like they have to. Like all the other mutants are wearing pants. Even Hob wears pants, and it's like turtles have to wear pants now. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so with Jenica, you know, like I didn't want her to look, you know, I didn't want her to have like the shell boobs. Yeah. And stuff like that. Or like, you know, I didn't want her to have like you know, have her her mask like tied in a bow on the back of her head. Or like or big like, mini mouse eyelashes on yeah, her. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like have her with big like pouty red lips. You know, you know, I didn't want to use like sure those kind of like markers that cartoon characters typically use right sure and it's like i mean when you think about it the the other turtles they don't really look like typical men quote unquote no. you know, they don't yeah. really have any of those features so it's like well she should just kind of look the same as them and you know so you know like I kind of draw her like a little slimmer. Some you know, some artists give her huge muscles. That's fine. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, basically, I, you know, I wanted her to have the pants, like I said, because it's like she's, you know, she wouldn't go from 
being a human wearing clothes to just being like, well, I'm a turtle now, I'm naked. No, a turtle and a nudist all at once. <laughs> she should have her like ninja gear still. You know? A lot of steps all at once, yeah. yeah. She and... had three toes originally? Yeah, so like my very first art for her had three toes. Okay. I thought, I was like, well, you know, she's mutating from a human rather than a turtle. Like what if that's like a, an indication of her heritage or whatever? Sure. But we got rid of it really fast. It was too confusing. But there it's are hard to remember toe one turtle has third toe. That's hard to remember. It, right. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's visually confusing, right? Sure. And that, you know, that didn't stop. Like, there are still variant art, variant cover artists who draw her with three toes. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm always That's just the like, wow. that still pops up if you type in Jenica on Google. Right. That's yeah. Cool. Like that old, that old three toed art that Tom posted. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always like, like whenever an artist draws her with three toes, I, I put this kind of like mental note, like in the back of my head, or like, okay, this artist clearly doesn't read the comics. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't hire this person. <laughs> so artists out there, don't draw Jenica with three toes. She's never had three toes in the actual comic. I know. I was going to say, like, just originally, yeah, just that one picture. There's only that one piece of concept art that Tom posted. Um. Anyway, yeah, two toes. Jenica has two toes. How did you pick the weapons? Or was that already established by human Jenica? I'm trying to remember. No, that was me. So, okay. like, I have this kind of conceit where each turtle's weapon kind of, like, represents a facet of their personality. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted Jenica to have be the same. Like, like I didn't want her to have just, you know, something that's like, okay, like what ninja weapons haven't we used yet? Let's just give her one of those. Like, just give her a Kusari Gama because it's cool. Sure. Like, I wanted – so I picked the Tekokagi Claws because, um, one, they're reminiscent of the Foot Assassin Claws. Because Jenica used to be a foot assassin, right? Sure. They have yeah. big finger claw things, and the Tekokagi, unlike the other turtles' weapons, they don't really have like a handle. Mm. Just kind of like slip onto your hand and kind of like fasten onto your palm or whatever. And that, to me, kind of represented how Jenica like used to be in the foot and how that's like kind of. Mm thing that she can't just get rid of she can't just like drop her weapon she has to like remove it and like consciously hmm. decide that she's like not going to use this deadly weapon and i felt like that you know because you know jenica like ever since you know splinter came along into the foot like she's been on this like kind of redemption road you know because she used to be an assassin she would like murder people all over the place and stuff and i thought i felt like the you know i liked the claws kind of being attached to her you know in a way that the other turtles weapons aren't she can't just like disarm herself at a moment's notice or whatever um and yeah so that was that was the thought behind the claws was uh nickelodeon cool with the original design like was there aside from the i mean the the toes thing i know you eventually changed but like were they like into the idea of a of a female turtle joining the ranks? Yeah, they they greenlit it. It was cool. good to go. It took about two years for her to actually show up in the comic, but it was oh, good wow. to go. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a while in the making. Was there fear of? Because I mean, there's always backlash about something. But I mean, like, was there fear of 
angry nerd fan <laughs> backlash. Like this is another Venus. We hate her because she's I female. Mean, I guess so. Like at at like you know, I wasn't involved with like the actual pitch meeting, so I don't know what the Nickelodeon people said. Okay. And I and like I actually wasn't working on the series at that point. Like I just did that concept art. And I don't like I think Tom is like pretty fearless. Oh yeah. Sure. You know, yeah, he just uh, you know, he's like either like it or you don't. Like I'm doing it. Yeah. And like I can't you know, I don't think I ever talked to Tom about whether he was worried or whatever, but I can't imagine that he was. Sure. I think it's just you know, it's time. Let's just do a lady turtle. The end. And you know, the the fans are gonna like it or they're gonna be indifferent or they're gonna hate it. That's just how everything goes. The embrace, like really, like I think fans, by and large, I think really like Jenica. Like I don't think I've ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I see, you know, I see, a, you know, I see a lot of people that don't like what I'm like. They kind of, it's kind of funny because like they kind of quote unquote seem to like blame me for Jenica, but it's just like I didn't do that. That was Tom, man. Credit where credit's you know, I love Jenica, but don't. Don't Those five issues previous to you taking over. I know. Yeah, that was Tom. Yeah. Uh, so uh, blame blame Tom. No. <laughs> but um, uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I, so I want to talk about Venus. What made you want to bring in Venus then? Mm, so uh, a couple of years later, right? It was, it was yeah. a little. It, so Venus was. I had been trying to get Venus into the comic here and there for years. Okay. Like prior to Jenica even. Do you do you like did you have some affection for Venus as a character? I I like I like Venus as kind of like a like a hard luck case where like whenever there's something like a character in like a franchise that like everybody hates, there's always this part of me that it wants to be like, well like like what could I do to like redesign this character or revamp them to like make them cool? Like what would it take? Yeah. To make them like, you know, like interesting and like, you know, fix whatever problems or whatever. So that was, um, that was my thing with Venus. Like, I feel like, like there's something there. But to rescue Venus. Yeah. I want to rescue Venus. (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like there's something there with that character. Sure. Right. And so I was, you know, try, tried and failed, like, you know, a few times over the years in, like, various, you know, miniseries pitches and stuff that I had done. And Venus was part of my my original pitch when I took over the series with 101. And Lita, the albino turtle, she was oh, supposed yeah. to be Venus originally. And I have... Oh, okay. I have, like, concept art of her with you know like labeled venus and stuff and oh she's still an albino like she was that was the character yeah she looked pretty yeah she looked pretty much the same and so but what happened was at at the last minute they were like oh we can't use venus we don't have the rights we can't oh, use saban. saban right it's all tangled saban hasn't existed for like a you know decades at this point but it's all tangled up we can't use her and so i had to change the character at the last minute to lita to oh, something shit. else yep and that's why lita has the fan weapons and why she has like yin yang imagery because she was originally supposed to be Venus. Oh, I think my it daughter, by the way, I, I have an eight year old daughter who I share the comic with. She's obsessed with Lita. Like, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. 
Like we're, I think we're, it. I think her. it worked out for her being a completely new character. I yeah, think she's it, great. It worked, it worked out for the best, I think. But like you know, at the time, right? Like you know, it's just like fuck, man. How much like, had was, he planned out with her? Like the, I mean, um, it must be a thing too, right? Because what's that? Because I mean, like, there's the present day leader is a little girl and then there's the future leader who comes back like you so a, a lot of that shit was already planned out when they said it can't be venus yeah like it was pretty like it was pretty early but like you know i had like these outlines and stuff and i was like uh, like i don't want to remove this character yeah i gotta come up with something else and like originally the name venus, it was so stupid no no you know what it's not stupid it was cool so like originally i had jenica naming venus after venus williams the tennis player okay. and i was gonna have it where jenica was like this tennis fan and that's where the name came from rather than like the statue you know which like never really sat well with me sure um, yeah so like you know so i yeah that whole scene where jenica like na- gives lita the name lita like after lita ford it was the same except it was going to be venus williams after her favorite tennis player Oh, wow. um, so that's how you picked the name was just like uh, the same wanting to use a similar idea for Lita. Yeah, just like okay, well, like you know, like you know, all all the turtles have names that are like named after a more famous person, like except Jenica. But I wanted, um, like, I wanted her to, or I wanted Lita to have kind of the different, like the same same sort of thing where it's like, sure. you know, like kind of a famous personality or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's that's how Venus became Lita. But then how did Venus come into the mix? Saban... So Venus. Okay. Yeah, so this is a whole different story. So anyway, so Tom and I were working on the beginnings of Armageddon game. Okay. And Tom was just like, yeah, we'll just put Venus in it. And I'm just like, wait, but I thought we couldn't use Venus. And Tom's just like, no, I think we can. And I'm just like, what? Really? So I like you know, I started doing all this new art for this new Venus who was gonna show up. And and then there was like, like, oh, we can't use Venus actually again. And so I'm just like, oh, all right, forget it. We're not, you know, I'm not even gonna bother this time. And then somehow along the way, Venus came back into the picture, and we were just like, well, it, it looks like we can we actually can use her, but we already have so many turtles, so many mutant turtles, you know? And so I was like, damn, how can I like, like how, 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 you know, how can I get Venus in there somehow? And I was like, well, what if she's not a turtle? And like, that was the seed of her being one of the punk frogs who gets like, interesting origin. I really liked it. It was really cool. Kind of altered into a turtle. Yeah. Who has, no arms like the Venus de Milo statue. I didn't really put that as stupidly. I didn't put the together until you just mentioned the statue. And I was like, oh, that's why she has the same, like, you know, she has like one bicep like the statue and chopped off here. And, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, and there was a point where we had, re- we had released like promo images of Venus and we had like, you know, the first, her first appearance, like drawn and colored and everything where somebody came in and was just like, wait, we can't use Venus after all. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like we've released all this stuff. Everybody knows we're bringing Venus back. 
And there was like a week where I thought that, that I was going to end up with a second female turtle with a different name who was almost Venus. Like I thought <laughs> I was just going to have to like rename or something else. And then, then I just have this random Franken turtle running around, you know? Sure. But then, oh, God bless Jeff at Nickelodeon. He did all this legwork and it worked out. So, oh, wow. so, so officially you were allowed to use the, it was that a close call. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it seems it like so much of the turtles' rights are like, yeah. And there oh, are oh, still, no. there are still things about Venus that we can't do, like because of the rights. Like, we can't, we can't use the full Venus de Milo name. I was gonna say, is that, is that part of it? Because I, I, I yeah, we can't do that. Um, like, there's no, like, a lot of, right stuff is like just better safe than sorry you know so like there's no since you know saban is defunct there's no nobody to go to and say hey we want to buy this right there's nobody to go to there's no like like i'm sure nobody has those contracts back in like the mid from the like mid 90s or whatever yeah it's like it's just like this quagmire of you can't figure it out right and so a lot of that is just like, let's just try to keep her as far from the Saban next mutation version as we can while still being this character, right? Sure, yeah. So, you know, and there's, you know, you know, like we can't, you know, like we steered away from using like the yin-yang stuff. We steered away from her like actually having a mask. Like at one point I wanted her to get a mask and we're like, oh, like sure. yeah, I can't do that. Um, so yeah, there's all these weird like stipulations and stuff and that's how like a lot of those bizarre rights situations are yeah it's weird like i i i uh um like a few years ago neko was making those um coming out of their shells tour turtles <laughs> right right but like they couldn't use those words because right. that was by right. a guy i i who have interviewed his name is bob bijan who owns the tour and the music for it but rights like that are kind of all over the place for turtles. Yeah, and it's the it's even more complicated because there are certain rights where you can do a thing in one medium, but you can't do it in another. Oh you know, wow! It gets even more complicated. Like, um, like for example, in the 2012 show, uh, they have Tatsu. And they used Toshishira Obata's likeness. Yeah. Right. And we tried to put Tatsu in the comic, but we couldn't. We can't do it. Which is which is where Natsu came from. Karai's like sidekick. Because okay. she's she's not Tatsu. Because that was supposed to be Tatsu originally. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's stuff where it's like like it's like the 3D modeling thing is okay. But you can't like it can't be like two dimensional drawn art. That's so strange because it's still like I understand like you having to reach out to Toshishiro Obata. Like I, I understand you have to reach out to him. But that's so that's so strange. It, it's just it's just like I don't know. There's something like with like likeness rights that is like really complicated. That's so weird. Yeah. And you, did you say earlier that you you are allowed to use Ninjara? I think so. I'm pretty sure. No, I I always thought, and I think most of the fandom thought that the reason why Alapex exists is because you couldn't use Ninjara. Yeah, that's a common misconception. Ah, 
Yeah, like Owlpex, that was all Brian Lynch and Kevin came up with her. No um, but I remember when that was going around, like, oh, you know, we can't use Ninjara because she was like in furlough and she was in, you know, the Archie's yeah. blah, blah, blah. But then I saw like the available character master list at one point and Ninjara was on it. So I was like, oh, you know, I may or may not have Ninjara plans at this point. Oh, wow. See, but you know, yeah, it's all, it's all very strange and confusing. Uh, speaking of Armageddon game, what was that like? Like, so Tom, I, I, like, how did you, I'm so, I'm always curious about how those things like unfold. So like, Throughout your run, has Tom like I know Ke you and you and Tom and Kevin have worked together or gotten the okay from them or like what has been their role since you took over or not at all I don't know. Nothing yeah like I think they're credited as like story consultants or something right. in, in the issues but they they weren't really involved at all. Okay, um, it was mostly me and Bobby. You know we're would do all the writing stuff. Um. But with Armageddon game, because there there was, you know, there were various points where I was like, um, you know, like, okay, you know, I'm going to leave at issue 120. Okay, I'm going to leave at issue, you know, 125. And it just kept getting pushed back. And, you know, there was a point where, like, maybe, like, Tom should come back and blah, blah, blah. And, and it kind of turned into... You know, Tom was like, well, you know, I don't want to come back and just like, you know, re do the same stuff I was doing before. But like, what if like, you know, I still have all this other these other story threads to wrap up. So like, what if we just did it as like an event kind of oh, cool. coincides okay. with the ongoing instead of like replacing the ongoing with the big event? And that led, you know, so I'm like, OK, so the ongoing is going to continue. So I'll stay on the ongoing. And we'll like coordinate everything, you know, and have the ongoing tie into the Armageddon game series and vice versa and so forth. Was that a headache at all? Or was it difficult to like, because you mm -hmm. also have Armageddon game Alliance, Armageddon game opening moves. Like there's a whole bunch yeah. of like, like, was that hard to figure it out? Like where all the pieces go and what comes out first and next and all uh, that? It was, it was a bit of a headache at times. I'm not going to sure. lie. Yeah, just like, uh, you know, like trying to coordinate and like, you know, there would be times where like, you know, like I would move ahead like on a script and then something would happen in the Armageddon game, like companion series. And then, you know, I'd be like, oh shit, like, wait a minute, like what I wrote in here, like doesn't fit with that other thing that was happening in the other series. So I would have to change something or vice versa, you know, stuff like that, where it, it was just like, it was really hard keeping track of all that stuff, like after a while. And then, you know, there were like delays and stuff, not, not on my part. There were delays and stuff. And like, you know, like Armageddon game eight came out like after issue 140 of the ongoing, but uh, 40 oh, okay. was to take place after Armageddon game eight. You know, there was, yeah, it was a lot. Like, you know, maybe like halfway through, I was just like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. I mean, <laughs> the result is really cool. The result, it, like, I, it came yeah. out, it, it was, it's, I can't believe it came out, you know, like as good as it did. 
It is. It is. Got, you know, like, like I don't. I could never have kept track of all that stuff behind the scenes. As a yeah. fan, I had to kind of. I, I I told you before we started. Like, I had to go like to the IDW reading chronology and the wiki and make sure I knew what to read in order. But like, the end result's very good. Like, I I really was yeah. happy. Yeah, I'm very yeah. I'm really proud of how it came together. I think yeah. you know, like when you're in it, like like when when I was like in the thick of it, you know, it's just like I was like, oh, this is oh, sure. oh, yeah. this is terrible. I hate that. I hate this because I have to like double check with like five people on like what they're doing, so like I don't contradict anything, and 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 they don't contradict my thing, and like how is this gonna line up with the scheduling and blah blah blah, like all that stuff. And there were definitely times where I was just like, this was a mistake. This was like, we're, we're never going to pull this off. It's never going to come together at the end. And then it did. And, you know, there's a little couple of scheduling blips. But, yeah, it's, you know, maybe I, I shouldn't have doubted that it was going to come together in the end. I should have been optimistic and trusted Tom. I don't know. You know, um, I think I'm about set. Uh, the one thing I want to ask you is um... – same thing I ask of everybody, which is, uh, who's your favorite turtle and why? Leonardo. Why is that? I, feel like, I like I like Leo because I like the the burdens that he carries. Like he's got to be the leader. He's got to be the straight and narrow one. And like you know, that's that's hard to that's hard to shoulder. And I like that in some versions anyway like maybe like you know like the 1990 movie and stuff like he's he's just as angry as as raf is but he like bottles it up like instead of letting it out which i like i so like uh, i like what you've been doing with leo like like the uh the like him being kind of reluctant to like he didn't know what to do after splinter died and he doesn't quite like that's that confusion in him is very interesting yeah, which I like because it's yeah. like you know he's, you know he's he's all about like structure, and all of a sudden like when the structure is gone, he's just like lost, which I like. Yeah, it was interesting because like I think like when Splinter started to turn kind of like darker, I thought like Michelangelo and Ra and Don and Leonardo had the two most interesting reactions to that. Michelangelo's stories were some of the best. Mikey stories ever where Mikey's like I'm I'm yeah, out yeah, so good like, and like Leo to have like his Splinter's always been his like North Star but right. to not know where to go it's so interesting to see Leo confused and Mikey so sure of himself in that post Splinter's death where like my, Leo like doesn't want to be the constable he doesn't know what like he just doesn't know what to do with his life now and that's interesting yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm all set. This was such a pleasure. Seriously, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much for you know, being patient and having. Oh me my over. god, no, seriously, this was just super fun. Like I, I just thrilled to talk to you. So, yeah, it was awesome. All right, uh, you take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right, see ya.